this is the barrio and today we're here with landfill of municipal waste cannabis corpse and iron reagan how's it going guys thanks for inviting me here yeah thanks for coming um so i guess just starting off uh where does like all these genres like where does it kind of begin like where did your love for i guess metal hardcore punk where it stem from uh well when i was a kid and i first started playing guitar what was popular at the time on the radio was like Green Day and Offspring and mm-hmm. like that mid 90s sort of radio pop punk kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the internet wasn't around full tilt like it is now. So we really could only listen to what was on the radio and what our friends had. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm from a small town about 15 minutes from here called Mechanicsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot smaller back then. It's kind of gotten a lot bigger, but me and my buddies would just listen to a lot of radio pop punk, and I've, I started playing guitar because of that, and um, I feel like that's a really good place to uh, start with guitar because those riffs, and, mm-hmm. and it's super simple, you know? I'm sure, like, growing up in the 80s and all the people on television were, like, it was, like, Ozzy and, like, you know all these bands that had shredding guitar players. I bet it was very intimidating, but I felt like starting out with that pop punk stuff was the perfect way to start because it wasn't too crazy. All you had to do was learn how to slam two fingers down on your left hand and play a bar chord and you could like play any of those songs. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it started from there and uh, Buddy had a Cannibal Corpse CD Mm -hmm. and uh, played it for me and I was probably about 15 at the time, 14, and that was the first time I'd heard like extreme brutal death metal. Mm-hmm. And so, Cannibal Corpse was definitely my f- my first taste of the extreme. And then from there, I kind of just went deeper and deeper, you know, finding whatever I could. I'd go to Plan Nine and look on the back of albums and look at the T-shirts that the bands were wearing and. If it was a band that I liked, I would find out what band they were repping on their album and get their albums. And then I would look in their thanks list and figure out which, you know, I had to really do some research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when like compilations were a pretty big deal as well. Right, yeah, you'd get a Metal Blade comp uh, mm-hmm. and you'd discover, that's how I discovered King Diamond. Oh, really? You know, I, and also there's that book, Lords of Chaos, that mm-hmm. came out right, right at that time. And I learned a lot of bands from that book. Mm-hmm. I know, I know that's like one of those things you don't want to say out yeah. loud. You know, a lot of people what like a, frowned upon the whole. Yeah, thing. but what can you say, man? Yeah. I was I was hungry for it, and I wanted to discover as many bands as I could. So mm-hmm. I had to do it in any way I could possibly do it because I didn't really have many peers that were into the same kind of music. You know. Mm-hmm. So, like, back when you were getting into a lot of the music and finding new bands to listen to, how would you compare that to, like, kids now? They have, like, Apple Music, they got Spotify, so they can just literally sit there and, like, click all the bands and listen. Would you say it's, like, better, in a sense, or would you say, like, back then where you really had to, like, do your digging to find these sick bands? Like, uh, I would say that you um, can appreciate things more. Also, when you would get a record... You would you would fully digest the record. You know, you'd read all the lyrics. You would learn every single song. Whereas with iTunes, 
as soon as you get bored with something you just move on to the next thing and you don't really end up giving anything a chance mm-hmm. I feel like it's I mean I even get into the same sort of mode when I'm listening to music now I listen to the first two songs on a record and then I'll move on to the next thing mm-hmm. and um, I don't know back then you definitely were I mean you just spent your hard earned 20 bucks which was a freaking yeah, like the- fortune to a 15 year old <laughs> and you know it's like god damn it I'm gonna sit down and listen to this whole thing and learn it and um, so a lot of my favorite albums still are from those days mm-hmm. um, I haven't really even digested a record like that in a, in a minute you know mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to find the time these days so many distractions Yeah. and uh, you know it's definitely changed everything about music, of course. And what can you say? It's just—it's here to stay. There's nothing I can do about it. Now the game is just trying to figure out how to break through that 10 second of attention that people will give you. You know, mm-hmm. if you can somehow survive that first little click, then you're doing good. Mm-hmm. And some bands have really mastered the art of it. I feel like having. Um, viral video like a music video that entertains people and they want to share it on their feed that's so i i feel like that's really good and music videos definitely still help bands big time Mm -hmm. so out of the uh the bands you're in right now was it was municipal waste first correct um yes well the first of the full-time touring bands was municipal waste yes Mm -hmm. i was in a couple other um shitty bands you know that were around town in fact uh john gonzalez who now owns fan guitar ukulele over there and al copeland who works at cobra and i and um this guy tracy godby we had a death metal band um called nehema and that was how i sort of started uh getting around the Richmond uh, scene at the time Mm -hmm. and I met the Municipal Waste guys. We played this gig together and I was, um, in those days I would just go as crazy as I could when I played live and I would just, you know, headbang as hard as I could and go crazy. And uh, so one day that guy Tracy that was in Nehemma with me, um, Municipal Waste was looking for a bass player and he suggested that they should get me to play bass. So uh, Ryan Joy showed up at my door. I had met them once or twice, but I wouldn't say we were friends or anything, you know. And uh, he gave me a, their CD, and they were like, we pre- were practicing on Sunday, and this was like a Friday, so I just learned all the songs mm-hmm. and showed up at practice with everything in the bag. You know, I knew that as long as I did that, mm-hmm. There was no way they could be like, nah, dude, you know? Uh-huh. So, and from there, I mean, that was the best decision I ever made because Municipal Waste was like my college education of learning how to tour, how to be around musicians, and just mm-hmm. there, everything about being in a band is a learning experience every single time you go out mm-hmm. and play a gig. It's, it's troubleshooting. It's like dealing with people and drunks and I don't know. So- so how old were you when you like started touring with Municipal Waste? I was about 23. Mm-hmm. So when you started touring with them, like, was it, uh, 
was it kind of weird like just to begin like touring a lot like what was your experience with just like jumping into oh yeah it was it was crazy i mean i was i went from working a boring full-time job at a sign shop to playing all these crazy shows with municipal waste i mean of course at the time municipal waste was still playing basement shows and like punk gigs and and but municipal waste definitely had some momentum going by the time I joined. Dave Witte had joined maybe about two weeks prior to that. And it just felt like something was happening. I mean, uh, as soon as I, I just knew that I, I wanted to like be a part of this thing that was happening. I mean, and, uh, you know, it just seemed like a constantly, uh, it, it just was snowballing from there, you know, mm-hmm. and things got bigger and bigger. And then we dropped, hazardous mutation and things really got mm-hmm. going from there and especially when the second album came out the art of partying we started to really notice bigger and bigger shows and more and more people giving us their attention and we especially in the uh, in the UK uh, where Earache Records is located because yeah. they were the ones putting out those first three albums and so we would go out there a lot and we were playing these big events like Reading and Leeds festivals and you know the first time that we played these big outdoor summer festivals in Europe you know that was such a crazy experience you know mm-hmm. and every time you do it is a crazy experience but um, for sure like the first couple times you're just you're kind just of tripped you're out. kind of tripping out you're yeah. shitting your pants you're feeling all sorts of things you know <laughs> you just I mean with everything, it's like I had goals, and then my goals just get a little further and a little further, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say like your goal is going forward? Do you have like do you have any goals of maybe like joining a different band or starting your own thing, kind of like Cannabis Corpse? Like, did did you start Cannabis Corpse yourself, or was it kind of just a group effort? A Cannabis Corpse is definitely my baby. It was me and my identical twin brother Josh. It's our little child you know so i i have full creative um you know leeway in that band whereas municipal waste is a group effort iron reagan is a group effort um but with cannabis corpse i craft it and make it exactly and plus josh and i have been self-producing the albums and stuff too uh since the beginning of cannabis corpse and then we graduated all the all the way to doing the Iron Reagan records. We even did the new Municipal Waste album. Mm -hmm. So um, I just knew that being able to produce our music and not be at the mercy of a studio guy looking at the clock, kind of looking at you to play Mm -hmm. it right. I didn't want that kind of pressure. And now I can sit there in front of my computer and drink a cup of coffee. And if I want to spend all freaking morning on one guitar part, until I'm happy with it and that's the way I've always wanted it because it really sucks putting out music that you're not completely happy with mm-hmm. and just like playing and going on tour putting out records every time you do it you learn what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. and uh, hope and I'm on like 20 some records by now so yeah Nugs So Vile just came out yeah that came out last week or something right mm-hmm. um yeah, and I'm really happy with how that record's been going too. People have been saying that it's the best one that we've 
put out so far. It's just pretty hard. I love the music <laughs> for, uh, what is it, um, Dawn of Weed Possession. That shit kicked the fuck out of the first time I saw that shit. Um, yeah, that music video turned out really great. This director, David Brodsky, he does my good eye visuals. He also did a bunch of Municipal Waste videos. He did um, um, You've Got the Wrong Answer with Municipal Waste. Uh, uh, repossession by Municipal Waste um, and amongst a, a bunch of other videos if you look at his discography he's done a, a, a ton of different things mm-hmm. or um, videography I, you know And uh, but we we shot that music video in one night way out there and like near where Lost Bowl is I don't mm-hmm. know where and it's kind of it's kind of a crazy area over there and we definitely heard gunshots and and the for the first time in my life, I heard like the whiz of a bullet, like really? a gunshot, and like the, the sn- like, like the yes, and it's so it was that close, and we were like, dang! But we were in a fenced-in area, so we were like working. We <laughs> yeah. he had full lights set up, you know. We're just like, let's get this done, you know. That probably brought some energy into the video. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I was wearing that cop mask for like eight hours, you know, and uh, you know we were working and. It was fun, and but I was really thrilled with how the video turned out. It, it has a really nice story. I feel like, not just because it's my video, but I feel like it's one of the better videos to come out in a little while. Yeah. Just, it's entertaining. It has a cool story. Yeah, I find, like, it splits between, like, you have, like, a kind of cool story to it, or, like, it's you and the boys, like, playing in a basement. Like, that's yeah. kind of, like, the vibe sometimes. Um, yeah, and and, you know... That video was so sick. That video was so cool. That's like one of the better videos I think I've seen in the past like year out of anything. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, the listeners out there, if you want to check it out, Dawn of Weed Possession, yes. Cannabis Corpse. It's on YouTube. Um, we're up to like 80-some thousand views. Oh, damn. So that's nice. Hell yeah. We're getting some... Um, I've noticed a lot more momentum with this record than the last one. Mm-hmm. Um the last one I kind of gave the reins over to our guitar player at the time, Ray Sui, and um, I was so busy touring, and I just I, I wanted to get the record done, so I, I had these demos that I'd made, and Josh had recorded the drums, mm-hmm. and so I just gave the drum tracks to Ray and let him just go wild with the guitar parts, because there's a lot of things you can do to elaborate on my ideas. <laughs> but this one, I just I took the reins back and did it the way I wanted to do it. And Adam Gilliams, uh, our new guitar player, handled all the guitar solos, and I think he did a really good job. He also, he's in the uh, local BMX, isn't he? Yeah, he is a crazy biker with um, his brother Garrett. Down Powers Bike Shop. Yeah, and there, and I think he rides for FBM too. Shout I could be FBM. wrong. And. Um, yeah, they're wild and crazy dudes. <laughs> I've never met people with that much energy in my life. And the falls and, they take are crazy. Yeah, crazy. and yeah, and uh, it's that's a little bit out of my parameters. Of <laughs> yeah. I, my bro used to skate, but he just tore his MCL or something skating. So he's like, he had to get surgery. He's healing up. So I feel like his extreme sports days are coming to an end, too. That's what happened to my uncle. He was, like, really into skating, and she's just like, oh, no, dude, like... Yeah, it just kind of... Worth... We we turned 37 years old this year, so... It's... Sometimes you gotta quit. Your body can't wait to take Yes, yes. I mean, there are exceptions, of course. 
and um, I'm just I'm just glad I can't horribly injure myself playing guitar. Mm. With uh, like, how did Cannabis Corpse like come to be? Like, what was like? Do you have like a kind of defined moment where it was like I got I should start a weed death metal band? Oh well, when we were. <laughs> 17 we came up with the name sitting on the couch smoking mm-hmm. a giant bong and uh watching a cannibal corpse vhs tape and it just was an idea that struck us as hilarious but we didn't actually start the band until later it was like after me and boys had started and i had some free time and i had bought this digital eight track mm-hmm. that was like an all-in-one little thing it was a pretty cool little tool and I wanted to make a project with it, and so I started doing Cannabis Corpse, and um, and it just sort of like snowballed from there. We got we put out our first album with Force Field Records, which is a record company that's in Richmond, and and people started to notice, and we started playing gigs, and then we put out the second album too, but it resonated, and people seemed to really like that album, and. Um, and uh, I just kept it going and going because, like I said, this is my, it's, it's my outlet to write the craziest, gnarliest music I can with nobody telling me to, like, do anything. You know, I can just fully explore anything I want to, want to do. Just get as weird as you want. get as weird. And I just keep it brutal and gnarly, and I try to keep it entertaining the whole time and, like, catchy and fun. Some death metal kind of gets um, monotonous due to the fact that it is so technical Mm -hmm. you know overly technical overly crazy and i try to ride the line right between like catchiness and technicality but but we never turn into like a sweep fest like (laughs) not you know not that there's anything wrong with that but um that's just not our style Mm -hmm. and and i have fun with it. it we're going out to europe in january with a band called Withered, and this will be like our fourth or fifth time in Europe touring. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we do a pretty good job touring with that band. Um, and also Iron Reagan had been, has been touring like relentlessly and so has Municipal Waste. So for the past couple of years, I feel like I've, I've lived in that van and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and it's okay, I, I have loved every single moment of it. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing it for as long as I can possibly do it. You know, anytime I get a chance to bring my music to everyone out there and see people stoked on it and meet fans and sign autographs and do all those things, I feel tripped out by it because I never expected to be in that position. Uh, I just, I just love creating music, mm-hmm. and I'm striving to write that perfect album that just smokes and just lives forever mm-hmm. um and and with every album i learn like i said before i there's things that i learned so hopefully moving forward i can just keep people stoked on the music yeah. um for younger artists and bands how would you um how would you suggest promoting yourself as a band and artist Nothing's going to beat playing a live show, getting in front of people's faces. You can have all the internet advertising and all this and that. But as soon as they see you live and get a little bit of your personality and, 
and just it, it's all about the live experience so 100% if you're a band and you're trying to really go for it and really make it you need to start booking shows going out of town booking tours and doing that as much as you can meeting people in other towns establishing relationships with other bands and and booking shows for their bands when they come through town and and just hopefully having a network of people that you trust all around the country and then people will start to notice if you're good and even if you're bad if you start touring you'll get better mm -hmm. and you, then you'll eventually be good mm. and um, there's a zillion in one weekend warrior bands out there and if you really want to grab that brass ring you've just got to get out there mm -hmm. get off the couch Hi. um so coming towards an end uh would you do you have any shout outs to give any bands or products you've been super stoked on recently well this week i've been listening to a shitload of craft work this German techno, techno band from the 70s and it's like the most like minimalistic kind of electronic music with like weirdo German vocals mm -hmm. but it's really great stuff and I and I highly recommend it to anyone that is, wants to hear something kind of weird mm -hmm. and uh, metal wise um I've been listening to Saxon, the album Wheels of Steel. I feel like they don't get enough credit for being like the true heavy metal warriors that they are. Everyone always talks about Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, and that's fine, but I feel like Saxon absolutely should be in the same breath as those bands. Um, I guess uh, death metal-wise... Um, I've been listening to, uh, well, the new Nile album. They just dropped a hell of a record. Of course, they are some of the best in that scene and just the best musicians, and their albums are just produced immaculately, and this new album is no exception. And, uh, yeah, so that's what's been in my playlist lately. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome, buds. And be sure to check out the new Cannabis Corpse album, Nug So Vile, available on Seasons of Mist Records. Also, Municipal Waste put out a new EP called The Last Rager that is on Nuclear Blast Records. And uh, be on the lookout next year. We're going to bring a lot more music to you. We're going to be playing a lot more shows. So just I appreciate everybody that wants to check out the music. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you so much.